1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: All right, welcome. It is Bowerly, News Radio 930 WBEN. Now, usually what happens is I get into work and then uh, David and I spend the last few minutes of his show kind of talking about what I'm going to be doing and going over some of the stuff that David was doing. But today, I, I got tied up in one of those executive management level meeting uh, because uh, it we had a discussion that had to be had. It was nothing you know, disciplinary or anything like that. It was just something that I needed guidance from a higher authority. And uh, anyway, uh, so I didn't have a chance to talk to David. But... David Bellavia, what I thought we could do here is maybe recreate the show we texted during the first two and a half hours of your show today.
3: I love that. And by the way, (laughs) this show started from a text. You were up at night watching a documentary on (laughs) Egyptian culture. You sent me a bunch of photos of these death masks of like the 19th century. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I looked at my memory foam pillow and thought, if I just poured plaster in this thing... That's like I could get a death mask out of it. And then I'm listening to your mattress ads, and I'm thinking, I bet you people spend more money on pillows than they do their entire bed. Oh. And why don't they do? They have to. If you have 50 pillows, those aren't
2: cheap. Look, I know that you don't like to talk about it all that much unless it's absolutely necessary, but you already have a statue that is either erected or in the process of being made because of your Medal of Honor. Isn't that correct?
3: Oh my, you got to see this thing. You, you thought that uh, Lucy in the park in Jamestown looked horrible. You, this I, I look like I'm uh, opening up the arc at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. My <laughs> face is melting.
2: It was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It's horrible. Like, it was worse than the Canton, Ohio Pro Football Hall of Fame ones, those? Hey, I'm telling you, it, it
3: looks like like Lincoln, you know, they did the Lincoln mask in 1930. That's how bad it looks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because he died in 1865. Right, All right. right. Maybe it was an age-progressed mask. But, okay, I, but you you caught my attention. I mean, the whole show caught my attention. I mean, obviously, as you know, because I was um, basically giving you nonstop feedback for two and a half hours of your program this morning, but... Um, and let's hope that never gets out. But the the whole pillow thing <laughs> right. can you um, can you possibly just because I'm going to piggyback off of it, but I'm going to take another subject that often divides men and women. But the Bellavia thesis on pillows is what
3: I I figured that women had stuffed animals on their bed growing up, and they get to an age where that's not acceptable, and they replace the stuffed animals with pillows. And that's why women have pillows on their bed, and men never do. And, but the body pillow, I think, is usually heartache is involved with it. I, you can have a body pillow to support your back, but if you put a wig on it, there's a problem.
2: <laughs> if you put lipstick and a wig on it.
3: If, you, if you're using it to drive in the Diamond Lane... You know, then we have other issues.
2: And if a grapefruit is involved, we can't even talk about that on the air. Uh, But as far as the whole pillow thing, women have pillows, men don't have pillows. You believe it is a direct descendant, a lineal descendant of the stuffed animal phenomenon?
3: Yeah, and and but the other thing too is that it's like I, I don't. I also thought that. Pillows on a couch, sometimes it's like warning caution tape where I don't want you to sit on my couch because I put a lot of money in my couch. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put a bunch of pillows on it to keep you your butt off of it. And there are some, no, but there are also some people that you go into the guest room and you're like, uh, I don't think they want me to be here because there's a giant... You know, Jenga game going on, and it's on the bed. (laughs) I don't think they want me to stay here. You know, it's like don't spend the night.
4: You
2: you said something else that I I thought was uh, uh, was interesting when you were talking about pillows, and um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of exactly uh, what you said about the whole. Well, first of all, did did you ever maybe think of getting Mike Lindell to sponsor with my pillow the last hour of your show? Remember that.
3: So check this out, so Tom Bowerly and I are doing a program, and Tom, without any foreknowledge, without any information, we see a my pillow uh commercial. Can I tell this story? Yeah, all right, so Tom looks at the commercial and says that guy looks like a crackhead, <laughs> right That's what he says, <laughs> and then we go back on the air, and he's like, "You know, I'm watching these my pillow ads. this guy looks like a crackhead he listen, he looks like he's Recovering from a serious, and I'm like Tom. We don't know. And then he's like allegedly, and let's no, protect no, ourselves. No, no,
2: there, there was nothing actionable there. I, no, it wasn't no, no, quite- no.
3: But, but my point is, you just made an observation. Then we get an offer from My Pillow to come and sponsor the Bowerly and Bellavia program, hmm. and then immediately we get an email saying <laughs> we heard what one of your hosts said, which was Tom Bowerly that that our that our guy is a crackhead. And it turns out he was a rec- he's a recovering crackhead, and it was not meant to be cruel. No. It was an observation, but it was interpreted wrong, and they didn't want to sponsor us.
2: And, and I, I respect that, and I understand that, but look, I have a lot of respect for Mike Lindell, because there's a guy who was at absolute rock bottom, and he pulled himself up. He obviously made a tremendous success of himself. And, you know, some people get upset that, well, why do you people glamorize people who abuse substances and then made something of themselves? And the people who didn't abuse substances, they never get the proper credit. Um, I think it's the old uh, David and Goliath thing. I think it's the American tradition of rooting for the underdog. And, you know, if you find I'm just saying,
3: you identified that like a fart in a car. I mean, you were like, (laughs) listen, this guy was on crack. And I was like, what are the odds that that actually is his backstory? That was really... Yeah, That's impressive. Yeah, and you're That's
2: yeah you're the guy in right. the car pointing at me on the drive to Florida saying, "Bowerly did it. He did it." No, it,
3: it it was pretty crazy. And then it just from flash to bang, it went from, "Hey, do you guys want a new sponsor?" <laughs> hey, you're never getting the sponsorship. That
2: was horrible. That, <laughs> that was really horrible. We just watched okay. dollars walk out the door. Bye. We're I'll, never going to see never... you again.
3: I'll never see that eighty-five dollars a month again. Oh,
2: jeez. Uh but I no, I, I loved the the pillow conversation because um Mrs. Nerd, I, I I couldn't even begin to tell you how many pillows she has on her bed. It is an un godly amount of pillows and you said and other women i may have known in my life they also had absurd amounts of pillows on their beds but you said something else that caught my attention about you like to sleep on the couch i've i've been threatening that i wanted to do a sleep show for a long time but what is it about the couch being a preferred place to sleep for you
3: I don't know if a lot of people would they consider if there's a luxury item that you're going to invest money on is it a bed or is it a couch? Uh, to me, the couch is a much better investment. For like, if if I'm going to spoil myself, I want a nice couch. I want a couch that's durable, it's comfortable, and I, one that I could watch something really entertaining and just pass out and not worry about. You know, I want to be a human pretzel when I wake up. My neck hurts and everything's... I want a comfortable couch. And if you get a really good couch, sleeping on the couch, enjoying something is, you know, a TV, whatever, movie, it's the greatest feeling in the world to wake up comfortable after falling asleep on the couch.
2: There's something I... You know what? As much as I love Jamestown Mattress... Uh, let's face it, I do. been doing their ads for a long time. It's a great product. There is something to me that is very comforting about falling asleep on the couch, and I psychologically think I know what it is. It's because when I was a little boy... My brother Dick used to play. My brother Bill worked overnights at J.H. Williams. My brother Dick was out playing in bands. And little Tommy did not want to be upstairs sleeping alone because the boogeyman might come. So I would wait for Dick to come home from a gig 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. So during my formative years, David, the couch in the living room of the Bowerly... Uh, palace in the town of Totawanda, um was my bed. And I think I still carry some of that to this day. People laugh at me when they come over and they see, is that a quilt on your couch? And is that a pillow on your couch? Wait, do you sleep on your couch a lot? And I have to admit that I do.
3: I would much rather, if we could change the vernacular of deathbed to death couch, that would bring me a lot of joy you know what i mean like if i'm sick i don't want to be in my bed i want to be on my couch like that's the place to be sick you know you got the tv you're near food you're on the first floor you can move you're still involved in the you know the, the the dynamic of the house and the floor plan you're in your bedroom you're you know, isolated, you're whatever, you're alone. All those things can happen. You're still a part of the world on the couch.
2: That's a really brilliant analysis. I had never thought about that. You have clearly given couches. And was it a couch or a sofa when you were growing up?
3: It, it was a couch. I
2: never. We never used sofa, did you? Uh, no, but one of my early best friends had a family from New Jersey, and it was the sofa. And growing up... The, there was an age thing as well because was it the parlor or was it the living room? Mm. It's always Didn't the living you, room.
3: You you gave a, I remember you gave like a whole dissertation on why they called it the parlor. They had the funerals in the homes. True, and that's why the eight the older homes have a really wide door for the casket.
2: Yeah, well you know if, if the movie The Road to Perdition they run it every now and again on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, great movie. Yeah, the opening of course not everybody has a house as big as the Paul Newman character Rooney, but the uh the house was was big, but yeah, they had this giant wake complete with the ice surrounding the body and the little dripping Uh, of the ice into the receptacles that Tom Hanks' character pointed out. But uh, yeah, and then along came funeral homes and uh, we no longer have grandpa in the living room for three days in August, which must have been very fun in the 1800s. Uh, well, David, I, I I know you just put in you just put in your complete air shift, and I don't want to cut into your time anymore. But I'm going to pick up on what you started, and I'm going to see if I can have as much fun with it as you did. But it's going to be a different area of differences between men and women. It's going to be thermostat wars
3: thermos oh my gosh that's so true right the hot cold Aww. yeah that's a big deal so we're, a really we're big
2: deal. i want to i want to thank you for joining us and um i'll be in early tomorrow so that i can have fun with you at the end of your show tomorrow instead of keeping you late for the beginning of my show today
3: i want to talk about jeff Beck tomorrow with you if you would
2: be Jeff funny. Beck, oh, uh, you know, it's amazing that he lived as long as he did. Jeff Beck, one of the great guitar pioneers of the English rock scene. A uh, little uh, appreciated song. I believe Jeff Beck played on it, The Naz Are Blue. That's N-A-Z-Z. <laughs> the Naz Are Blue. Uh, and it was a <laughs> great <laughs> – it's, it's, it's the name of the song. It was a great um, guitar riff and very easy for beginners to learn. But, uh, we'll yeah, we'll do a, a, a Jeff Beck tribute. We should actually yeah, get my good. brother Dick on to, to, because he that was, his, that was his thing.
3: Yeah, no, that would be awesome because uh, you guys know that much better than anyone in the audience. So
2: no, that would be great. Thank you. I'll talk to Dick, and uh, we'll see what we can do. We'll get in touch with his agent, and my people will call your people, <laughs> and we'll set it all up. Uh, we'll do it. Thanks, man. Thank you, David. David Bellavia. Very kind of him to join us on News Radio 930 WBEN. He not only is, I think, the world's leading civilian expert on the power grid, he is also the leading civilian expert on pillows. And he's also got an excruciatingly embarrassing memory about really stupid things that I've done on the radio in the past 10 years. Keep a catalog, keep that at home, kids. Uh, but anyway, so I'm listening to David and. Uh David and I will often um <laughs> will often text each other during the course of one another's program. The goal is to see if we can crack up the other guy and you can actually hear the other guy cracking up on the air. Uh it, it's it's a little radio thing and you got to know who you're doing it with. But anyway, uh David was talking about pillows and the show that I've been dying to do and it just seems like today would be a great day to do it is Thermostat wars between men and women. Thermostat wars. Now, here is the stereotype. I want to know what it is like in your house. Here is the stereotype. First of all, as you know, Buffalo, we have deep winter and we have steamy summers. So there are two different thermostat war fronts that are taking place just at different times of the year, all right? So it's like a movable feast, I guess. But it in, in the wintertime, men, I'm going to speak to you, and you might be in your 20s, you might be in your 30s, you might be in your 70s, but men, how many of you in the wintertime believe that you are actually somewhere in the Amazon jungle, and the woman in your life is totally and completely freezing. You're looking at the thermostat, and it's like 250 degrees and and broiling, okay? That's what your thermostat says. She is still cold, and you are sweating. You are just dying of the heat. It, like, could we please open a window? In fact, a lot of people probably start smoking just to give themselves an excuse to get outside and get into some cooler weather. It has been my experience in life, but the show is about you. I'm simply, I always have to say this, Josh, I, I'm simply establishing some parameters that are the way... My little vision of life goes through the prism of this world and then I want to see if yours is similar or dissimilar and there is no right answer here, okay? And you don't have to be liberal, conservative or right, left. I I don't don't care because if you have a significant other and again, I I don't want to exclude if you're gay or lesbian, I I don't want to exclude you from the discussion. I have loved my gays since 1983 before it was even cool, I loved my gaze, and you know it, and there's actually an article that will prove it. So don't feel left out of this discussion, because you have relationships too. But the uh, situation in a, let's say, male and female relationship, the stereotype situation is, the woman is always cold, and the man always feels like he's in the Amazon jungle. Now, there are some exceptions to this rule. In my life, I have found that it is true. The women typically are cold, and I'm typically taking off as many clothes as possible. True story. When I was a little boy, it would be weather like we had during the blizzard. I'd come in from outside playing, and I used to take my clothes off because I was so hot used to run around the house in my, well, I was seven or eight years old, uh, run around the house in my underwear in January uh, because I found it to be very, very warm, okay? Uh, but the women that I have known, and there have been, I would say, over the years, maybe one or two <clears throat> thousand, and um, the, uh, uh, maybe slight exaggeration, but, Not by that many. But anyway, the women are always cold. The men are always hot. Now, there's got to be some kind of a biological reason for that. But I must confess to you something, that your humble host grew up in an unconventional household because it was my dad who was always the cold one. And my mother, if I'm lying, I'm dying, tribute to Sandy Beach there, my mom grew up on East Tide or West Tide and then Mang in Kenmore. And in the middle of winter, I kid you not, she used to open up the window so she could get fresh air as she slept. So mom was always... Dick, that was my father's name, Dick. And my brother's name is also Dick. We have a lot of dicks in the family. And the uh, situation was my dad was always cold. And it was always funny because this time of the year, he used to say, Hey, Tom, come up here and sit on me. Because he wanted warmth. He needed human warmth. That's what he wanted. My dad was not a huggy, feely guy. I know he loved me, but he really loved me when it was the wintertime and I could keep him warm because he was always cold, Uh, or as he would say, coal. He would pronounce C-O-L-D-C-O-L-E. For the longest time, I thought the word was coal, which is interesting because he was from a German household and the word would be Kalt, K-A-L-T. So I don't know where coal ever came in, but... The old man, and that's what we affectionately call him, he was always cold. The old lady, and again, that's how she refers to herself, it's our family, you weren't there, I was, trust me, it's cool. She was always the one who uh, wanted it cooler in winter. Now, just hold on to some of these thoughts, because you've got your own stories about your life, and those are the ones I want to hear. I'm just setting the table but i want you to come to the buffet and share your stories about thermostat wars you know you have them On news radio 930 wben phone number is 803 0930 star 930 on the cell phone and one 800 616 wben by the way we do happen to have a uh, we do happen to have a sea scout in the house today i believe so We will genuflect to the Eagle Scout and Sea Scout in the house, who actually is one of a very few number of Scouts ever to win every, earn, earn, every single merit badge offered, which concerns all of us greatly.
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
4: All
2: right, how many of you who... Started playing guitar in the 1960s. This was your first lead riff. How many? I'm going to raise my hand right now. Thank you very much. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. I know my brother Dick, who is a member of the Buffalo Music Hall of Fame, one of his favorite uh, Yardbird songs, uh, Jeff Beck, Dead of Bacterial Meningitis, which is, you know, we we all have to depart this planet sometime. But, my goodness, uh, just, it, it, it didn't have to be this way. But, anyway, I'm sure we'll get into Jeff Beck tomorrow on the last part of David Bellavia's program. I'll prevail upon my brother Dick, the music guy, to uh, chime in and uh, join us. And this time, he's not going to have to drive through a blizzard. Uh, he can probably just do it on the uh, telephone. So, anyway, welcome, guys. Good to have you with us on this uh, Thursday already. 238. So... David was talking about pillows, and I'm dying listening to Bellavia because I'm thinking to myself, talk about a fluff topic. Uh, and then I said, this is a great opportunity to do the one that I've wanted to do on thermostat wars in your household, okay? And again, I like to be inclusive. I don't care if you are a homosexual male, I don't care if you're a lesbian, a female, and you have a same-sex partner, doesn't matter to me, okay? For the sake of simplicity, let me simply say that uh, in a situation where there is a man and a woman, but don't feel excluded if that's not you, in a situation where there is a man and a woman, typically the stereotype is the woman is always cold and the man is always boiling hot. In the wintertime, this was not the case in the Bowerly home growing up with my dad, who always wanted me to snuggle with him in January and February. Not because he really liked me or anything, but because he wanted to steal my warmth. There was a method to his madness. So, in your house, where do you keep the thermostat, and who is the heat miser? Okay? Okay. We could, we could play the song, I suppose, if you want to, the heat Miser song. Josh, did you hear? I'm thinking maybe the heat Miser song would be good to throw in in this topic. Uh, boy, you put Josh in a room with two fellas, and suddenly I become a tune-out. Anyway, um, <laughs> 803-0930 is the phone number. 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. And again, I'm only going to talk about me, only to set up the topic for you. I don't care about me. You don't care about me. But, I mean, not that deeply anyway, but we've got to start somewhere. So my subjective experience with women is typically along the lines, they're always cold and I'm always boiling. True story. True story. Any woman I have ever known in my life knows Do not give Tom a sweater. Don't even give Tom a long-sleeve shirt. Because in the middle of winter, Tom is going to be wearing short-sleeve shirts. True story. I tend to run warm. It's always warm for me. There are exceptions, though. And it's a very important exception. Now, it's no big secret that your humble host has had... um, like a dozen, maybe 15 surgeries in the past year, and some of them have been kind of involved surgeries. And what you will notice when you are recovering and convalescing from surgery is you used to be warm all the time. Suddenly, you're not warm anymore. You, you're, you're turning the thermostat from 64 degrees where you usually had it you're going into 72 and 74 degrees just to warm up. And then you have a gas fireplace at home, and I do, thanks to our good friends at a-a-a-timberline.com. Uh, You turn that on because you want to stay warm. Now, I'll let you in on a little secret, okay? Usually in the wintertime, normal circumstances, my thermostat is hmm, it's about 66, maybe 65 degrees. 65, 66 degrees, that's about where I like it. It's a good feeling for me. I feel comfortable. I don't feel cold. But if Mrs. Nerd were to come over, that thermostat, I notice, goes up. And it goes up very, very quickly because she might like me, but I can't give her all the heat she needs. We Penthouse Forum. for him. Now it it, it 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 just I I I can't give her everything she needs. So uh, we got to go to the the natural gas furnace from John Locke Heating and Cooling uh, in order to uh, to to bring about a warm environment uh, when she's when she's over the uh, situation in the summertime. And I know that it's difficult to think about summertime, Bowerly. It's January and it's Buffalo. You're talking about summertime, okay. You know, national. If you're a National Grid customer, raise your hand. If you're a National Grid customer, okay, I see you out there. And dude, you've got chest hair poking right through your shirt. You got to snip that stuff. Anyway, uh, like edging the lawn. Anyway, the uh, the uh, summertime. I'm embarrassed because do you get the letters of admonition from National Grid? You are using 5,000% more electricity than most of the people in your neighborhood. Yep, that's me. And frankly, my philosophy is, if I'm willing to pay for it, I'm going to enjoy it just fine. Summertime, that thermostat typically is around 67 degrees with the central air. I'm not embarrassed by it. I don't feel guilty about it. I pay my bill, I don't get any government subsidy, and I pay for the privilege of being comfortable at home. You know, you might not think about this on a daily basis, because it's easy, because we all have our stuff in life, right? You know, you've got a kid that's maybe sick at home, you've got an elderly parent about whom you're concerned, you've got a new supervisor at work who's a total tool. We, we've, You know, we've all got our things in, in life that we go through. Um, And life isn't perfect for any of us. Not for me, not for you. But one of the things that I will assure you of is that you, even the lowest income listener who is listening to this program right now, you live more comfortably than the richest monarch or king of England or France in the Middle Ages. You don't have... Lice crawling all over your body in addition to bitterly cold temperatures inside in the winter having to constantly be stoking the fireplace to stay warm. You don't have to worry about um, certain bodily functions and where you're going to perform them for a minimum of discomfort to other people in the house uh, because we have running water and flush toilets that remove excrement from where we live to someplace we never want to visit, okay? You are better off now, no matter how poor you are, you are better off than royalty was in the Middle Ages. Obviously, Homeless people, not included in that calculation. Unfortunately, many of our homeless, Um, it is a mental illness situation. And we as a society talk a really good game about mental illness. But when it comes to actually dealing with mental illness, nobody wants to touch it. Because you you don't want to say to the world, well, let's put it this way, if your child has cancer, you, you think nothing of saying, you know, I've got to go to the hospital because, uh, you know, Jimmy's got a chemo appointment today, and we're hoping that he's going to turn a corner soon. Everybody feels bad, and it's totally socially acceptable. But if you go into work and say, yep, little Jimmy is paranoid, schizophrenic, manic-depressive, and he had an episode last night, and we ended up at the hospital, and cops got involved. People look at you like... Uh, Okay, hey, you know what? I think the water cooler's broken. Better go change the bottle on it. We talk a good game about it, but at the end of the day, we're all talk and very little action talking about mental illness. But let me get back to the whole thermostat thing. I get the letter of admonition each and every month from National Fuel Gas telling me that I'm basically an energy hog. Did you find the Heat Miser song? Josh Schmidt in the next room who's being preoccupied by talking to other young men in their 20s about stories of their decadent weekends, has found the heat Miser song. And it's only appropriate to give you a sample of the heat Miser song. And this is a song that, if you ever call in our sister station, WGR Sports Radio 550, is one of Chris Parker, the Bulldog's all-time favorites. Okay. Well, that was a good idea. So let's get back to the whole thermostat thing. Where do you set your thermostat in the wintertime? And if you, if you are in a relationship with somebody, who is the hot one and who is the cold one? And I, under normal circumstances, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you that I am the hot one. I don't mean in terms of my animal sex appeal. I mean in terms of I it's always warm for me. It's always warm. Right now it's January. I'm wearing a I'm wearing a summer t-shirt here at the radio station. Wearing a summer t-shirt. You know what else I'm wearing in honor of a caller yesterday? I'm wearing sandals because my body it just feels warm all the time. I'd like to say I'm hot, but I think I know better. So <laughs> The only exception, like I said, if you've had surgery, that changes things because your body sends your blood to where the injury is so you can heal uh, better. And that will turn your world upside down. Back in March when I took uh, five weeks off, um, I think the thermostat was at about 75 degrees for most of the month. And for most of the month, just to kill the pain, I was going through a bottle of Basil Hayden a day. And I'm not proud of that, and I legitimately am telling you, it was not alcoholism, it was pain relief. Seriously, it was bad. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. David did a show on pillows, men and women and pillows. I'm doing one on the thermostat wars. Because it's a real issue, folks. It's a real issue. Let's go to... um, This says W-B-E-N, West Virginia. Um, I'm a little bit confused. In fact, I'm very confused. Uh, Well, let's just go to West Virginia and take our chances. Uh, West Virginia, your first name, please. (laughs) Lou. Lou, whereabouts in West Virginia?
4: We are driving back from Florida. We picked a puppy up, and we're on the interstate somewhere on I-79 near Clarksburg. Well, what kind of puppy did you get? Sir Lou, Lou,
2: did I lose you? Yeah, yeah well, no, I, I lost you. Yeah. Uh, okay. What kind
4: of puppy? What kind of puppy did you get? She's a Weimaraner and a Vizsla mix.
2: Wow, does she speak German very well? <laughs> S- She's S- a beauty. All right, now this is interesting because you're coming from Florida and you're coming back to January in Buffalo. Am I to assume <laughs> that you are a married man, married to a woman?
4: Yes, indeed, very, very happily. She's sitting next to me, uh enjoying the the fun ride back to Buffalo but so I'm an Italian she's uh, Polish. I was always hot, she was always hot, and then I had surgery, and now I'm always cold um but in the summertime, we both share the same thing we like we could hang meat in our house <laughs> and we actually get um Warning letters, I I call them, from a national grid telling us how much more our usage is compared to our neighbors as if we care what they're doing. (laughs) Those
2: letters are such an insult. Can you think of any other business that says, you're using too much of our product? What if this radio station sent letters out, hey, you're listening to our radio station too much?
4: It's to guilt us into, you know, standing... uh, Around some, you know, ceramic ember or something so we don't have a footprint anywhere to destroy uh, the planet. So how dare you be uh, turning your thermostat down when your neighbors are complying so much better than you. Comply. That is the name. But, okay, this this is fascinating because
2: usually couples have a big disagreement over the thermostat, but you and your wife are on the same page, which I think makes for a happier marriage. Indeed. Indeed. Happy wife, happy life. Well, I, I, I've been told. I personally wouldn't know that from my own experience. But uh, <laughs> the okay in, in the in the summertime, you said it's so cold you could hang meat. I said in the summertime, my thermostat is somewhere oh. around sixty-seven. How about you?
4: Uh, yeah, about sixty-five. I think she keeps that. Like it at. Like I said, it's uh, it's a little much for me. But and uh, that's only after my. Uh, my cardiac surgery, I was always never really uh, cared about it, but now i'm throwing blankets on
2: um understood, understood uh, been there, done that, and as far yeah. as the as as far as the winter time, where do you keep the heat
4: uh, where is about seventy two usually I like it, but then she turns it off while i'm sleeping, so I wake up and it's usually about sixty four she'll go out in the winter time in shorts when you know. Uh, to go on in the backyard.
2: Yeah, we have some people here at the radio station. I wouldn't name anybody. Joe Beamer, who uh, does wear shorts in the middle of February and January. Uh, Joe is a dynamo of energy. Thank God, because he was awesome during the blizzard of twenty twenty two coverage. He was amazing. Uh, but right. anyway, I'm gl- I'm glad that you guys are on the same page. Uh, as far as the the thermostat wars are concerned, because that's a very, very important thing. But there's one thing that we haven't gotten into yet, and this is the perfect call. You are now driving. You're driving in a car with your brand-new puppy, and have you managed to find that perfect equilibrium in the car for the two of you?
4: Yeah, I drive, and...
2: West Virginia sucks. All those hills in West Virginia, that's the problem. Keep going in and out here, Lou. Lou, are you back with us? Uh, we're going to have to move on then to other folks. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, West Virginia, um, basically, you know what we need to do is, uh, could we bulldoze West Virginia uh, just to equalize things a little bit? Maybe parts of Pennsylvania as well. I'm not too greedy, but uh, it, it's very difficult uh, if you've ever driven through West Virginia to maintain a cell phone conversation. Um, it's also very difficult um, to not want to marry your first cousin. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. I'm just kidding. I used to date a lady from West Virginia, so I, I have I have some issues there. Not going to lie. Let's go to uh, Damon in uh, Lakeview. Damon, you're on WBN. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Wonderfully.
5: Good, good. Um, I was going to talk about my thermostat a little bit. Um, so I have our thermostat's the Honeywell, and it's been in our house for since it was made. We had a, a newly renovated house, and it's been in there ever since. And the pipes started just rotting on us, you know, rust and everything. So we decided to, and um, the in the winter, my we went down to the cellar because the heat was out and the fire to start the um, heat was not going on. So we ended up having to call someone to come and help us. And you know how that goes. You call someone and it's $160 for something you could have done yourself. And we did all the research, everything. We, we looked up everything on YouTube, and we couldn't find anything to help us. Hmm. So we ended up calling the professional, and he clicked one button, and it worked. And we paid $160. Now, granted, that's a good $160 to pay. I'm glad I didn't pay $1,000. But I wish I would have known that that button was there.
2: Well, okay. Now that we've got the thermostat operating, uh, are, do you live alone? Do you have a honey? Do you have a significant other?
5: Um, no, I live uh, with my parents.
2: Well, okay. Do you guys, uh, d- do your parents ever give you grief, Damon, about, son, are you trying to take us to the poorhouse? You've got the thermostat at 80 degrees in January.
5: Uh, no, not really. They We have a little uh, agreement that we came up with that the, the thermostat stays at 80 for the winter, and then when it gets to summer, it's it's all game for us.
2: Did 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 I just hear correctly? Eighty degrees in the wintertime?
5: Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Our, our house our house gets very 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 cold because we're in the middle of a neighborhood that has the uh, the pipes down in the ground and there's been something chew, uh, they, there's been something chewing up at the at the pipes on the, in the ground that's been making them rust. So ours been rusting too. And then our furnace won't start. That's why we had to call that uh, guy to come and fix it for us.
2: It's all coming into clearer focus right now. That, Absolutely. That is really interesting. And then What do you do in the in the summertime? Do you enjoy perhaps the lake breezes of Lakeview? Yes, we do, actually. There's nothing like a lake breeze or an ocean breeze at night I know a lot of women do not like to have a screen, just a screen between the women and the outside world. A lot of men don't like it either, for that matter. Uh, for some reason, you feel better doing that on the second floor. Uh, thank you very much, Damon. I appreciate I appreciate the call. Eighty degrees. Now he lives with his he lives with his parents, and they have an agreement. Uh, thermostat wars in every relationship. There are. Boundaries that need to be established, okay? And, and, and there's boundaries that they don't talk about in, in the soap operas. Like, okay, am I allowed to fart in front of you without, like, turning you off? There are boundaries that have to be established. That's a very practical one, unless you want to explode like the Hindenburg. The other one is, what do we want to do as far as the thermostat is concerned? And a lot of couples have issues with that. It's the norm. It's not the exception. It is the norm. That's a source of contention. Women, and again, maybe this is a stereotype, there might be some biological reason for it. Women tend to be colder. Men tend to be warmer. Uh, We will continue this very hot and cold discussion. Uh, Should we play fire and ice? No, because we're going to tribute to Jeff Beck today. Uh, News Radio 930 WBEN.